Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to nine, and 26-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, and The Four-Hour School Day, how you and your kids can thrive in the homeschool life. I encourage you to pick up these books. If you haven't yet, you'll find tons of encouragement there. You can find them at DorendaWilson.com. You can find them on Amazon. You can also find The 4-Hour School Day at pretty much any of your favorite booksellers. Well, I'm pre-recording as I usually do, but this is a little bit different because I am actually going to be going out of town for 10 days. So I'm leaving tomorrow late in the day, flying across the country uh, with a bunch of my family who will meet us there as well. And we are going because one of our sons is getting married. So five out of our eight kids will be married. And uh, we are so excited about this wedding. Ben and Megan are just an, an amazing couple. They're perfect for each other. It's just such a blessing to see God bring uh, our kids together with um with, with people that are just perfect for them. And so uh, we're really excited to be able to be there, to um, celebrate with them, and also to see a lot of family and friends that we uh, haven't, we don't get to see very much because we moved from Washington State to North Carolina five years ago. And It's a big trip back there, so we don't get back there probably as often as we would like to, so we are excited to to be back there and celebrating with our family and enjoying um, our friends as well. So pray for us if you think of us, a safe trip, a good time, and just a a time of sweet fellowship and, um, you know, memories with with our family and friends. Um, But today... We are doing another episode of The Simple Unhurried Word of God. Before I I start into that, I would really like to share with you a very special project that much of my family has participated in. So listen in. As moms, I'm sure you've felt the desire and the pressure to do everything all at once. And I'm no exception to that. I've had to take some of my own advice and slow down so I can really figure out how to best serve you. I want to offer you a place where you can not only find a tribe of like-minded moms wanting to grow in their faith, parenting, and homeschooling, but also where you can receive exclusive content and encouragement from me and other moms that you won't be able to get anywhere else. This community is where I want to direct my primary attention so that I can be fully engaged, more responsive, and more personal when I interact with you all. I'm especially excited about the exclusive content you'll have access to. Not only will there be videos and live events from me, but my family will also be sharing some of their hearts as well. We'll have a range of topics such as loving the littles, quiet time with Nana, living counterculturally, homeschooling, the man cave, character growth and discipline, boys to men, and several more. If you've ever wanted more than a podcast, check out the link in the description to learn more about the Simply Unhurried community created for moms just like you. (music) 
As I mentioned before, this is another episode of Simple Unhurried Word of God. Don't you just love simple and unhurried? Boy, I sure do. These episodes were created to give you some time to close your eyes and meditate on God's Word. I encourage you to invite your children into this practice as we disciple them in the ways of the Lord. I really try to keep things very simple and unhurried throughout these podcasts so that even young children can understand much of what is shared. In fact, in today's episode, I will be directing much of it toward the children. But I think it's important for you moms to listen in as well because there's some great wisdom here from God's Word that can be so helpful in nurturing sibling relationships between your kids. Um, Some of you may have been at conferences where I did this workshop and shared some of these passages. Um, It's amazing to me how we can go to God's Word and find answers for life, and even when it comes to sibling relationships. We know that God's Word does not come back void. It is living, it is productive, and so we know parents, that we're investing well as we take the time to bring our children to the Word. Psalm 119, 105 says that God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And today, we're going to be looking at some scriptures that can help us see better the way that we should treat our siblings. God often refers to His people or the church as the family of God. So it is really wise to read the scriptures on how the family of God should treat each other in order to know how God wants siblings to treat each other. Because we spend so much time, kids, you spend so much time with and know your brothers and sisters so well, it can be easy to take them for granted, forget to be thankful for them, and stop being careful about what you do and say to them. Loving and caring for our siblings is often harder than loving and caring for our friends. But if we can train ourselves to love our siblings well, caring for others will actually come easier. God has given you the siblings you have for a reason. Did you know that? God sovereignly ordained and decided that you would have the siblings that you have. He wants you to love and care for them and to grow in your relationship with them so that when you grow up, you'll be friends for life. You can be the one that each other counts on, has fun with, and knows better than anyone. Because you'll be so good at loving caring and working with your siblings, you'll also be good at working as a team on your job, projects, and at church. You get to practice this at home with your siblings. Best of all, when you get married and have kids, you'll be able to love your own family much better and raise children who love and care for each other too. So let's dive into what God has to say about getting along with our siblings. First of all, you might want to take a few deep breaths in and out. Close your eyes and picture what it might look like to love your siblings the way God calls you to. Remember that we cannot please God in our own strength. 
we have to ask him for help. God has also given you your parents to help you learn how to please God. So remember to listen to your parents' direction as they walk with you each day. We're going to start in 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 12 through 18. I'll read it slowly so you can really take it in. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid or shy, take tender care of those who are weak, and be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do you hear the instructions in there that relate to how you treat your siblings? First of all, it talks about being sure that you honor those who are leaders, your leaders in the Lord's work. That could be more like your parents. Work, they work hard among you and they give you spiritual guidance, show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. That's really important. And then it goes on to say um, that we should, as siblings, we, we can urge um, or we can warn those who are lazy and encourage those who are timid or shy and take tender care of those who are weak and be patient with everyone. These are things we can do every day with our siblings. Then it goes on to say that no one should pay back evil for evil. That's very tempting to do, isn't it, with our brothers and sisters? But always try to do good to each other and to all people. And then it goes on to talk about being joyful. Always be joyful. Well, that means that sometimes we're not going to feel joyful, but we need to ask the Lord to help us be joyful and to rejoice in Him whether we feel like it or not because He tells us to. And when we obey first, many times the feelings will follow. But either way, God is telling us to always be joyful. We want to have joy in our homes. We want our homes to be full of joy. Then it goes on to say, never stop praying. You can be praying for your siblings. Be thankful in all circumstances. Wow, that can be challenging, can't it? To be thankful in all circumstances. Maybe when your siblings aren't doing what you hoped they would do, or maybe they haven't treated you well, or maybe it's just a hard day. God is telling us to be thankful in all circumstances. Think about the things that you have to be thankful for. Because as it says here, being thankful in all circumstances, this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. The other two 
uh, main principles in this passage that I want to point out is that the writer of this passage in the Bible is encouraging us to have a heart of love towards each other. Have the other person's best interest in mind. Be other-oriented. So that means even if you're warning a sibling not to be lazy and trying to encourage them, you want to do so with their best interest in mind, with a heart of love, not a heart that's angry or impatient or unkind. Be thinking about what's best for your sibling. And it really is best, isn't it, if they're not lazy and if they can learn to be less timid. You know, you can be the one to teach your shy or timid sibling how to be more outgoing. So the other principle in this passage is to spur one another on to love and good works. You want to encourage each other to do the right thing not provoke each other to do the wrong thing. So that means when you are in a situation where one of your siblings has not treated you right, you have a choice to respond in love or you have a choice to respond in anger and impatience and end up provoking that sibling to to sin even further. So I encourage you, to think about what it looks like to spur each other on to love and good works, to encourage each other to love and to do good works. The next passage is Ephesians 4, 25 to 32. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Let's stop for a minute there. Putting off falsehood means Not lying, not stretching the truth, but speaking truthfully to each other, including your siblings. And then it goes on to say, in your anger, do not sin and don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. Really try not to go to bed angry. Think about your heart in the evenings, maybe uh, at dinner time or after dinner. Take some time to ask yourself if there's anything that, uh, any way that... um, you're feeling anger towards a sibling. We used to do this around the dinner table. We would say, is there anything um, here at the table that uh, you all need to make right with each other? And it would give everyone an opportunity to sort of clean the slate. Because what happens is when we go to bed angry, it goes on to say in this passage that we give the devil a foothold. We do not want the devil to have a foothold in our relationships or in our homes or in our families. And kids, you can help with that by simply not letting the sun go down while you are still angry. And then it goes on to say, anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Uh, Stealing comes in all different forms. Sometimes it can look like saying you did your chores when you really didn't do your chores. Um, Of course, that's lying as well. But um, pretending that you did your chores and taking the praise for it 
and the thanks for it, knowing you didn't, is stealing. You're stealing glory for yourself. Um, So it's important for us to recognize the different ways that we can be stealing. But it goes on to encourage us to do something useful with our own hands. It's so good for us to be productive, to work hard, and to do the things that God puts in front of us to do each day. That is a blessing. And it feels really good at the end of the day when you've done that work. And we do all of this so that we can have extra something to share with those in need. Then the passage goes on, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Wow. It's easy to let our talk become loose and unwholesome, especially when our parents aren't around. But what you can do as siblings is encourage each other to keep wholesome talk in your conversation and talk that helps build each other up according to their needs so that it's beneficial and it's a good thing. Then it goes on to say um, in verse 31, get rid of all bitterness and rage, anger and brawling and slander along with every form of malice. Malice is a desire to inflict injury harm or suffering. It can be very tempting when we're angry, especially with a sibling, to want to inflict injury, harm, or suffering either physically or even with our mouths. And so we want, with God's help, to get rid of all of that. And God is encouraging us to do that. And then it goes on to say, it says to get rid of all those things. It tells us what we need to get rid of, but then it tells us what we should take on. So there's things we put off, sins we put off, and there are good things that we put on. In verse 32, it says, this is what those good things would be. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. And we can only do that with God's help. John 15, 12 says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Matthew 7, 12 says, so whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them for this is the law and the prophets. In other words, treat other people the way you want to be treated. So if a sibling offends you, pretend you were the sibling that did the offense. How would you want the other person to treat you? You would want them to be gracious and kind and not um, not be vengeful towards you, not be angry towards you, but to give you an opportunity to ask forgiveness. Romans 12.10 says, love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. We want to honor one another. That means we look at each other and we see each other, um, our siblings, as important. We see them as more important than ourselves. Romans 15 verses 1 and 2 says, we who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. And the point there is that 
there are some things you are very good at that your siblings aren't good at. Maybe you're an older sibling with younger siblings who can't do as much as you can do. And so it's easy to become impatient with our younger siblings or our siblings who maybe um, are struggling learners or, or just struggle from day to day. Um, in areas that we don't struggle in. And it's telling us here that we're supposed to bear with the failings of the weak. That means we're supposed to be patient, not being out to please ourselves, but to please that neighbor or that sibling for his good. So you're building him up, you're encouraging him, and you're not tearing him down, even though um, that other sibling's weaknesses can uh, can make life difficult sometimes. 1 Peter 3 verses 8 through 12 says, Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. For to this you were called that you may obtain a blessing. For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking lies. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Philippians 2.4 says, Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Romans 12.18 If possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 through 13. Actually, it's not all of those verses. It's just a few of them, and I'm not sure which ones they are. So I'm going to just go ahead and read them. This is the last passage I want to read because love is the most valued thing to God. And sometimes loving our siblings means that we point out when they might be doing something that would be harmful to them or others or displeasing to your parents. And so you do so with a loving tone and a kind tone. But the point is, You want to have a heart of love towards that sibling, whatever is for their best interest. So I'm going to go ahead and read these verses. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. Does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. These three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the reminder today of all the ways that we can treat our siblings and the body of Christ with love, the way that you have called us to, 
We thank you that you haven't left us without instructions and without direction, but you also haven't left us without help. You have given us the Holy Spirit to be our comforter and our guide and to strengthen us to do what is right. And so, Lord, I just pray over every child and every parent listening that, God, you would just let these scriptures flow through their hearts and minds as they walk their days out together as a family. I pray for peace amongst the siblings um, and yet not peace at all cost but rather speaking the truth in love. I pray that you would give the parents here wisdom and clear direction, that you would give them maybe a clearer vision of what it looks like to nurture these sibling relationships of their children as they walk out their days together. Lord, we thank you for your kindness and we thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Parents, one thing that I want to make sure that I communicate to you is that all of this work we do as we encourage sibling relationships and work through sibling conflicts is a worthwhile investment, but it's also a major opportunity to point our kids to Christ. So we know that our children aren't perfect, that they are going to not walk this out perfectly. All the things we talked about today are things that we're working towards. But the beautiful thing is every single time that a mistake is made and someone sins against someone else, it is an opportunity to bring the children before the Lord and to be able to present the gospel to our kids, to be able to share with them that there is forgiveness in Christ. Teach them that. You know, I think sometimes it's uh, very tempting to uh, think that our children have to feel like apologizing before they do it. They have to mean it. But that's actually not the case. God calls us to obedience first. God calls us to stay in good fellowship with one another and to do so by making things right. Whether we feel it or not, we walk in obedience to Him. So when our children say, oh, I, I, you know, I I don't want to apologize because I don't have, I don't feel it. I don't have the feelings to go along with it. We as parents can direct them back to the word. We are not here to serve your feelings. We are here and your emotions. We are here to serve Jesus. And Jesus tells us that we are, when we've sinned against someone, that we need to make it right. And so we encourage them to do that, even if they don't feel it, even if it doesn't seem sincere. Um, We want them to follow through out of obedience to Christ. And again, all of these situations are not obstacles. These are opportunities to draw our children to Christ, to to bring them to the foot of the cross, uh, to help them see their need for Him, to help them understand the forgiveness and the redemption that comes from knowing Christ. And um, you know, it's just it's just a beautiful, beautiful opportunity. So I just want to encourage you in these sibling relationships. And uh, again, we're not looking for perfection. We are looking for progress. We want to notice where God is working and we want to join with him in that work. So when our kids are fighting and there's conflicts, that is what God is calling us to. He is calling us 
to the work that he's doing. He's bringing something up that needs to be addressed, and we want to make sure that we address it with wisdom and discernment. We don't just skate past it. Uh, We don't need to make a bigger deal out of things than they need to be. I think we can work through these things fairly quickly uh, most of the time. But again, pointing our kids back to the Lord, uh, bringing them to Him, praying with them, going through that process of saying that they're sorry, and then we pray with them. And we remind them to ask Jesus for forgiveness as well. And and then we just move on our way because we know that God says he um, takes our sins and he removes them as far as the east is from the west. So going through that process over and over and over again with our kids um, is just laying such a strong foundation for a solid walk with the Lord when at some point in the future, they will own their walk with God. So I just want to encourage you with that. Um, thanks so much for being here.